0: When a gas tanker exploded in a sleepy Boxburg suburb, those nearby didn't stand a chance. As the number of casualties mount, we head back to Joburg's East Rand to piece together a tragedy that it seems could have been avoided.
1: Good morning. Uh, it's this is uh, Boxburg Fire Department. You looking for? Boxburg Fire Department. Okay. Um, I've got a truck that's stuck on Railway Street under the bridge, and the gas is leaking. Yeah, there's no wonder. Uh, Our driver is there. come
0: straight to the hospital go straight to the hospital they say you have a golden hour to save lives but on Christmas Eve in Boxburg they had much more than that It is six in the morning. In the suburb of Plantation to the east of Johannesburg, some residents are still asleep. 13 kilometers away, a 32-year-old truck driver has set off from his overnight stop en route to Botswana with a tanker of highly pressurized liquid petroleum gas. He overnighted at S.A. Bulk, one of the few places where a truck carrying such hazardous materials can stop over safely. But who would guess that this morning, countless lives would be taken or changed forever?
1: Whatever background you have, nothing prepares you for something like that.
0: It all starts when the truck driver gets lost. He takes a wrong turn. Now there's an obstacle in his way, a low bridge under a railway line across the road from Tambor Memorial Hospital, the heart of suburbia. As he passes under the bridge, it gets stuck at the tail end, scraping off the tanker cap. It slowly starts leaking out gas, silent and poisonous. Within two hours, the gas catches fire and explodes. A really big
1: explosion where everybody started running. People really got burned and the whole bridge fell down. Babies, parents, kids, you you could smell the burned flesh.
0: The 24th of December 2022 will be remembered as one of South Africa's darkest days. Moments after this explosion, nine people lay dead. Within two weeks, As many victims succumbed to third-degree burns, the death toll rose to 40.
1: Liquid petroleum gas is actually a chemical you can't see. It's a chemical that's heavier than air, so it runs on the ground like water. And when it ignites, all of that stuff burns around you, and you won't even be aware that you're standing in.
0: If this is the destruction that is left, I actually can't imagine what it must have been like on that morning. So, how could this happen? We piece together some of the evidence and the full picture is shocking. The driver of the truck works for Arno Mare, who is the Managing Director of Innovative Staffing Solutions, or ISS, the company that trains and provides drivers, truck owners and operators. Logistics company, Infinite, used Arno's driver. In the morning, he started his startup procedure, which we can actually see on the tracking systems and so forth, so he did his checks on his truck like he's supposed to do. He then got onto a road that would lead him to either the R21 or the N12, which is an approved route used by the company, which has been checked because under the safety protocols, the route needs to be audited before it is approved. We reconstruct his journey, and the suggestion that he was lost seems to check out. But while trying to get back to an approved route, he may not have known that there was a low-hanging bridge coming up, because all we could find were two rusted old signs on the northern and southern side attached to the bridge itself, but not, as the law requires, early warning signs around earlier bends in the road to allow him to divert the driver approached the bridge from the south. Ikuruleni Mayor Tanya Campbell says signage was the first thing the city checked in its own investigation. The
1: current reports are indicating that uh, Ikuruleni signage was in
0: place. But the faded and rusty sign on the bridge itself was all we could find, even when we checked an alternative route to the bridge, not a warning in sight. So he did his height assessments, he verified whether the horse would be able to pass under the bridge, he verified whether the trailer would be be able to pass under the bridge. If you then look at photos, he was correct in his assessments. The truck did pass underneath the bridge. I think the only problem that there was is the road has a decline and then quite a sharp incline going through the bridge. Yet, if the driver stopped and inspected the bridge before driving under it, as his employer claimed, he must have noticed the height restriction. But, did he know that the height of the tanker was 4 meters at its highest point, almost half a meter higher than the sign's limit? Meanwhile, back in Boxburg, Stanley Mahlangu was asleep. The first time when I headed, it, someone just woke me up said, oh no, do you know that there's a truck which is stuck down the, tra- the trench there? I walked heading that direction. Then when I saw that it was a gas tank, I even tried to tell some of the onlookers, go away. By 6.15, the tanker was stuck, leaking its contents. At that point, the driver's training required him to call the control room at ISS. From this moment, his job was to secure the area and keep people away until emergency services arrived. Getting help was top priority. ISS records show that the first call to one of several Ekuruleni emergency numbers was made at 6.29. Disturbingly, several more calls to emergency services went unanswered. And after establishing from their driver that no emergency services were on the scene yet, they tried again. With every passing minute, more curious onlookers and potential victims assembled for selfies and videos. Most people, when something, an incident happens, they want to take photos to send to their relatives, say, oh, this is what I witnessed on the Christmas Eve. A security company officer helped the driver with crowd control, cordoning off the area. Over the next 20 minutes, eight more desperate calls were made to emergency services. Finally, ISS got through to 10-triple-one, who then transferred the call to the fire department, just down the road from the unfolding crisis.
1: So it's on railway street and hospital road. You want us to you want us to call it out? Yes, we need. Uh, we're gonna have to get the fire department to go out. Okay. Just go on a minute,
0: Moments later, the truck caught fire. Around the time the first fire engines arrived, while firefighters attended the flames, more people flocked closer. Don't go too close, sis. The driver was in a very big panic. He also tried actually to tell people go away. But you know with people, if there is no law no enforcement, you know how they behave. Around 7.05, ISS tried to reach their driver again for an update. He'd passed out from inhaling too much gas. A good Samaritan answered his phone. She would stay with him all the way to the hospital
1: there's a big debate whether you would have made it and just came through if the road didn't have a, a natural oh, hump in it, yeah
0: Clayton Folyun is a community member and runs the community non-profit Urban Ruins in the area He was one of the first people on the scene
1: when i arrived on scene there were two ambulances and for the majority of the time that i was here there were only the two ambulances i only saw the one fire engine coming in and then when i was driving out i saw other ambulances approaching but i never saw cops i never saw police i never saw any of that at all
0: in the absence of law enforcement private security managed the scene Leroy Cave was on patrol when the truck exploded and his dash cam caught every moment. His area manager is Marius van der And then
1: when uh, the explosion followed, that's when he reversed backwards. Obviously to ensure that the vehicle doesn't get damaged, he off his own life as well, because obviously it was in danger.
0: We timed the journey between Ground Zero, the Ekuruleni Metro Police and Boxburg Police Station. Both are closer than a two-minute drive or a four-minute run. On the day, a patrolman even drove to the police station and was told, ironically, they could only respond if someone phoned them. On that quiet morning, the blast was heard kilometers away.
1: I used to attend crashes as a police officer myself.
0: Stan Poseidonot is a collision homicide reconstruction specialist and has investigated several thousand incidents around the world. He was retained by the driver's employer to independently investigate the events surrounding the explosion.
1: So prevention analysis always works best when you start at the end result and you work your way backwards the way any forensic investigation does.
0: Stan started investigating in the same place.
1: What would have avoided their death would have been if they were far enough not to be killed. It's as simple as that. The next step is why were they so close and where were they supposed to be and how would they know? Well, normally they would know because somebody from an official service would tell
0: them. Witnesses placed the arrival of police and Metro Police up to 50 minutes after the blast, an unforgivable lapse for those who bore the fallout. In a text message, the police declined an interview and promised a future statement once they've investigated. In Ekuruleni, the fire chief didn't even pitch up for a confirmed on-camera interview. The Ekuruleni Metro Police did send a spokesperson to talk to us, but wasn't willing to provide our team an answer to the most significant question why law enforcement was reportedly lost on the scene. You know, we only speak on good authority based on things that we had issued as the EMPD. In a tragedy like this, should we be playing the blame game or be seeking solutions to prevent this from ever happening again?
1: The report that was tabled to me has uh, indicated that the saps 101 number was not answered however the kuralini number was answered and it is never acceptable if calls are not answered i have said to our departments absolutely there will be consequence management the only reason why i cannot call this a comedy of errors is simply because there's absolutely nothing funny about it it's a disaster of of absolute proportions. And the finger pointing can only be satisfied once the full investigation is done. And even sometimes after it's been in and out of
0: court. A few nights after the tragedy, the community got together and held vigil for the victims.
1: The only positive I can draw from here is the community united. Instantly, there were people offering food and blankets and, and assistance, and it didn't matter. Color, wealth, reputation. It was a case of, how can we help? Where do you need us?
0: One might be tempted to lay the blame squarely at the feet of one individual. But the difficult truth is that all the parties involved failed in various ways, in the crucial hours and minutes leading up to this deadly blast. We love sharing these unique and eye-opening stories with you. If you have friends and family living overseas, they can also join in on the Carte Blanche conversation. Tell them to find Carte Blanche, the podcast, now on all major podcast platforms.